All right. Hey, guys, welcome back to The Melanin Margin. I'm your host, Quavy Andre Williams. And I'm Daquan Wilson. And this is the talk show dedicated to bringing the marginalized to the spotlight and uplift the Black voices that will no longer stay silent. So let's get into this week's race conversation, dating outside of your race. Now, Daquan, as an African-American, do you believe that dating outside of your race is anti-Black? No, not at all. I think that when it comes to dating outside of their your race, like it's one of those things that I feel like in the Black community, there's a lot of like stigma sometimes of like, oh, you're, you know, you're dating outside of the race because like you hate your race or, you know, there's something internal that like forces you to date outside of the race, which sometimes happens. Like sometimes there are people who have so much internalized racism and anti-Blackness that like they don't see Blackness as attractive or they see themselves as like the exception. But I think in general, just like somebody wanting to date outside of their race, that's perfectly fine. Yeah, I completely agree. I never really understood that whole argument that people have with that. Cause I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm all about celebrating black love, you know, absolutely. But I don't think that love has a race. You know, I don't, I don't think that just because you date a white person as a black person, that that automatically makes you a racist or you hate yourself or you hate who you are. It's kind of like, I feel like there's definitely a lot of people who have that belief system, which really doesn't make any sense to me because it's like, I don't, I, I just never understood where it came from. Like where this idea that if you fall in love with someone who does not look like you, that that is a problem. Like that is an issue that needs to be discussed. Like specifically when we talk about like people having these relationships and it's kind of like, you know, the, the reality is in life, you're supposed to expose yourself to multiple cultures. Mm -hmm. You're supposed to expose yourself to multiple races. That's how you are a fully well-rounded individual, I would assume. So in exposing yourself to multiple cultures and races, it might be likely that you might end up dating someone outside of your race. Exactly. I think it's one of those things that I feel like there's this, I don't know, fear that comes with dating outside of the race, just because of like, um, thinking about, you know, everything that's happened to black people in this country. I think like part of it, for some people, at least are is like a defense mechanism or something like that. Because like, at the end of the day, like, we're not that far from Jim Crow and all of these different like segregation and everything. Like, for example, like my parents went to segregated schools. So like, we're not that far. <laughs> yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. I think my dad, like my dad integrated schools, um, like middle school or high school. So that's literally how recent things are when it comes to just like, I mean, even today, there's totally all different types of like racism in the world. But, you know, kind of getting back on track, like, it's one of those things that as a defense mechanism, people see like, oh, well, like, you know, well, white people do all these things to black people. So I'm not going to like date outside of my race. I'm going to stay with people who understand me. Um, and it kind of brings up an interesting question of like, you know, in having this defense mechanism or like responses to trauma, like 
is that a problematic preference to only date black people because racism <laughs> because racism <laughs> but i i i think that there is definitely a conversation that needs to be had about you know having relationships within the race and dating outside and how that relates to um, um, personal preference. I definitely think that's a real conversation. Mm -hmm. And I think that when it comes to the idea that, you know, if you, it, you, you should only date black people because that is how we keep it strong or how we, you know, combat the, um, the, uh, the defense. And it's kind of like, you know, it's definitely, cause I'm trying to figure out the best way to say this. Like, I understand where it comes from right. because for so long, you know, we take this back to, uh, to, seg uh, to segregation and to um, slavery where white masters or white women, white women and white men, uh, male, male and female uh, white masters would rape their black um, slaves. You know, white women would uh, rape, their uh, rape the black men and then the black men would be hung or killed because the woman had a, a baby or that she claimed to be raped by them or the black man, uh, the white uh, master would rape the black woman and then she would have um, a mulatto babies kind of thing, you know? And it's, mm -hmm. it's I, can, I understand where the hesitation comes from. I wanna make that clear. There is definitely more than enough history that proves that white people ain't always here for us and that there is this fetishization of black men and women in our society. There is definitely a conversation there. And I definitely believe that when people say you should try, you should, um, you should be, you, you should focus on black love, you should, and you should do that or whatever the case may be, like, I fully understand where it's coming from. I understand where it's coming from and I understand why you're saying that. I don't think that that's right though, because again, while I do believe that white people should be held accountable for their racist actions, I do not believe that all white people should, um, I do not believe that all white people, um, okay, here we go. All white people benefit from racism and all white people benefit from the racist institution that was in place by their ancestors. However, not all white people are consistently perpetuating those institutions, mm. you know? So yeah. I feel like when it comes to a relationship, it's about understanding that this, as long as that white person, so we're talking specifically with interracial, um, as long as that white person is not perpetuating those same um, institutions and not uh, and fetishizing you as a black person, I feel like there's no problem with that. But I, like I said before, I fully understand where that comes from. What about you? Yeah, I'm kind of on the same page as you. Like, I get it. I get it from like so many different levels. Like you want to protect your heart. You want to save yourself from all of that trauma. And I also understand it from like the perspective of just like when you date outside of your race, there's going to be so much like catching up you need to do. Mm. You know, there's so many different like cultural competencies in the Black community that's just like, oh, well, like if I date outside of my race, I'm going to have to like try to explain all of this to them or they're not going to understand or like, you know, or having conversations about race and y'all coming from different angles, like you want to make sure you have somebody aligned with you. But like at the end of the day, also like black people are not a monolith. So like just because <laughs> you're dating a black person doesn't mean that they don't have like internalized racism, you know, they could, they could be all different types of things. So like, I agree, like at a certain point, you know, protect your heart, but also don't shut somebody out just because. 
And I fully agree with what you're saying. I think that that really does. I, I have to say, that's why we, we talked about this in our previous episode about trauma films and how they affect you to this day. And they kind of uh, reignite and re-traumatize people. Because the reality is, I'm not going to lie to you. When I watch 12 Years a Slave, like when I watch these like, like egregious acts against people like me, I'm not going to lie to you. For like a good week after watching those films, I'm like, fuck all white people. Like, I'll play. I mean, like... Because it re-traumatizes you. It's, it's, it's like, you know, you're not experiencing it, but seeing people who look like you experience such blatant and, and disgusting racism in these films and be whipped and to be raped and to be this and then that and this and that, it, it consistently re-traumatizes the brain. So yeah. that's why I say, like, I fully understand where the where the focus of Black love is. I think that there's a problem when, like you said before, it becomes a... It becomes a um, a, a a argument where it becomes like you are you you don't like black people if you if you aren't dating other the black person it's kind of like I feel like that's where it becomes a problem because the reality is you know we the idea of celebrating black love should be just that celebrating black love when it happens but it should not be a, an attack you see what I'm saying saying black love should not be an attack on an interracial relationship exactly but that's what it's turned into. Yeah, I completely agree. I think it's one of those things that, you know, having a hesitation on dating outside of a race is perfectly fine because that's a hesitation. Yes. But if you're saying like, oh, Black love is the only way, like there are, there's just so much that's against that. Like let people yeah. love who they love at the end of the day because that's who they fall in love with. Like, you know, you don't really have control over who you fall in love with. Absolutely. And speaking back to the, fetish, the fetishization of Black uh, people, Black men and women um, equally, I wanted to ask you, um, have you ever had experiences with white people where it seemed as though they were only trying to be interested in you because you were African-American? Or have you seen it in your life with your friend groups? Yeah, I've definitely seen it a lot. It's one of those things that just like, I think that's another like hesitation so many people have and like that's also a barrier why so many people don't necessarily want to date outside of the race. Yeah. Like when you get in a relationship, it's like, are they doing this because they like me or do they like what I look like? You know, do mm. they like my skin? Do they like my hair? Mm -hmm. you know? Do they want to exoticize certain black features and they want that? Um, so like, yeah, it's, I've definitely seen it so many times. And I think it's like absolutely disgusting because it's like, you're fetishizing a human being, like at the end of the day, like, you know, you can have like a kink for like high heels or, you know, all mm -hmm. of the different things that are like acceptable or, or, you know, anything like that. But when it comes down to like race, that's where it kind of, you're drawing the line. I fully agree. I think that there is definitely a disgusting fetishization that goes on in this community, um, the white community, because I've seen it often, not only um, in my friend groups or people that I've been around, but also personally, for me, in my personal experience, um, I remember a couple of when I was in middle school, like a lot of a lot. And this is what really is this. This is what really pisses me off, because you would oftentimes see white girls like the ones who try to act black and they do this thing where they're like, they they specifically seek out black men as a act of rebellion against their white parents. Mm -hmm. 
And that shit pisses me off. Like you'll hear the girls like, oh, honey, I only date black men and my mom and my daddy don't like it, but I date who I want to date, blah, 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 blah. And it's kind of like, girl, like, what the fuck does them having to be black have to do with you and your parents' situation? You know what I'm saying? Like, we are not a tool to make your parents angry or upset. Like, we're not a tool for you to be like, oh, yeah, look at me, dad. I'm doing something crazy. I'm, oh, I'm dating a black person. I'm crazy, ain't it, daddy? It's like, stop trying to use us to stick it to your parents, you know? Yeah, like that even goes into like a larger conversation of people weaponizing blackness as a way of rebellion. <laughs> Miley Cyrus, but oh. we're gonna go there today. Well, we gonna get to that. Oh, we gonna get to that another episode. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, fully. One of those things that like it's absolutely disgusting and like even being real, like it's not just white people that do it. Like oh, people yes. who are in the Latino community, Latinx community do it. There are people in the Asian community that like yeah. everywhere does it. One of my friends said that back, uh, he would, he said that like black men in like certain like Japan, uh, Japan or like Korea or certain countries are like, you know, um, what is it like almost ogled. Like they're like some, uh, what is it called? Like a like a zoo animal. Like, oh my God, your hair and your blood, you're this and why is your skin so this and that and the fourth. And it's kind of like, baby, this isn't a zoo. Like, you know what I mean? Like I'm not an attraction for you. And it really, it, it when I see stuff like that, you know what it brings me back to, Daquan? It, it gives me the imagery of, I don't know, I don't know who it was specifically, but you, there's a story about this black woman a long time ago who was like, because of her hips and her uh, butt and her brain, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I, I forget the name, but I, I know the story. She's put on display and like white people are like, oh my God, look at her butt, why is it so big? And look at her breast, why is this so big? And I'm like, when I saw, it, it brings me back to that. It's almost like, oh my God, your skin and your hair and you're this and you're that. And it's like, I don't understand. I understand where it comes from, but it's like, it just, it's the fact that people think that that's something to be like, um, that's something to be like, oh yes, that's what I want. That's what I want I want from my girl, I want from my whatever. It's kind of like, you know, while it is common for uh, black people to have certain features and certain body types or whatever the case may be, that should not be the sole reason as to why you're with us. Like, right. I have to say Daquan, and it's, it's especially prevalent in the gay community. Whew. And I have to say that, honestly, it has made it so difficult for me to trust white men or trust peop other, other people who are not black on these apps. Because I would oftentimes match with people who would be like, oh my God, I want to see that big black this and the blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, who the, who the? You can't say hello, how are I, you? What is my name, hello? <laughs> What is like, or like, or oh, I want to, um, oh, I love black guys. Black guys are so this, black guys are so that and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, I cringe. It makes me cringe because I'm like, what about me as a person? Like, yes, I am African-American, but I'm also a person too. African-American is a part of my identity, but it's not all of my identity. And sure. that's kind of what we're boiled down to, especially the way I've seen in the gay community, it's either been white guys would be really into black guys and for sex, mostly not for relationships, but mostly as a sexual gratification or thrill. Um, and they would have no interest in being in a relationship with us. That's what I've seen in my, in my experience with this since I was 16, white men would either be, like I said, very interested in like, oh, I want to, I want to fuck a black guy. I want to have some fun or whatever the case may be and just not be in a relationship with you. Or they would be completely like, I don't date blacks. Mm. 
And that's where that preference come in. They always be like, oh, it's just a preference. It's just a preference. Like, let's, you know, go back to like, <laughs> what preference means. Like, for example, I prefer apples. You know, that doesn't mean I don't eat oranges. Oranges yeah. are but, you know, if I had a choice between an apple and an orange, I'd probably go with the apple. But if the apple's not available, I'll still eat the orange. That's preference right there. Like, if you are completely excluding a whole entire group of people, that's not you having a preference. Like That's racist. <laughs> at the end of the day. Because and that's you can't boil down people to, like, a caricature. I fully agree. That's why I th that's why I've always said that preference is problematic on on so many levels because people do not use that term correctly. Because I don't. I this is what I'll say. I don't have a problem with people saying, "I I have in my past experience, I have enjoyed dating black men because of this, that, and the fourth. That to me isn't so much a problem. But when you say things like, "I only date black men." or I only date white men, or I only date this kind of person. It's like, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that you saying that you um, you prefer to date black men is like a, is, I don't know what level it is, it's racist or not. Like, I feel like it's kind of like teetering the line. Mm -hmm. Because I've said oftentimes before that for me personally, like I do, I really have a um, um, interest in Hispanic men, like Latinx men, like I love me a Latinx man. But that does not mean that I wouldn't date an Asian man, a black man, a white man, or whatever it gets to be. But I, but I, I think that there is a, um, I have a, what is it called? A um, greater interest mm -hmm. in Latinx men. And you I have think a preference. that- Huh? You have an actual preference. Yes, and it's like, yeah, I, I would, I like Latinx men, but I don't only date Latinx men. You see what I'm saying? And I think that that's where it becomes a concern. I think that when you say like, I like to date black, I, there we go, I like to date black men, but I don't only date black men. Now I've had this argument with so many people when they've when we've talked about it before, because I used to, I, mean, I talked about this when I was back in middle school and I was like, people would say that I'm kind of, that's dumb as shit. Because like, you are excluding an entire race of people by saying, and there were so many white, like, um, and there's so many people who will say those words and think that they are like, it's just a preference. So don't come for me, it's a preference, it's a preference. I only date white girls, it's a preference, it's a preference. And it's like, no. Saying only denotes specificity. Right. You say I only, you are saying everybody else is trash, but this particular kind of person or this particular type of, uh, like you're not saying like, oh, I'm interested in like uh, black men because I really love uh, black uh, culture. and I really love whatever the case may be. And I love what they, what they teach me and stuff like that, whatever, whatever. No, like for me, the reason I, I, I like Latinx men is because I love Latinx culture. I think it's beautiful. You know, mm -hmm. and I appreciate it from a distance. And <laughs> and like I said before, that's a lot of the reason why I do find myself and I love the Spanish language and stuff like that. So that's why I do. And like I said, I do have a um, a attraction towards Latinx men. But like I said before, I'm not saying I exclusive. I'm exclusively only, you know, dating that person. So I think that there's a I th what do you think that line comes to? Like, what do you think there's a, a the line between only uh, preferencing something and making it racist or um, just having an interest or a attraction towards that specific kind. I think the line comes from like your reasonings behind a certain decision. Like um, if it's one of those things where you just like, you want something 
very physical like you want bbc or whatever like that like that is problematic and that is just like don't do that if you're saying you don't date black people because they're ghetto or blah 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 like again you are boiling people down to stereotypes that's problematic get that out of here but if you have like a preference between because of certain experiences you've had and you know it's one of those things that you are not actively excluding anything you're not actively like boiling that people down to stereotypes or characters caricatures that's when it becomes more okay because then you have like actual reasoning behind that like sure people do still like be like oh well like I just really love black culture but they're still like kind of fetishizing black culture and they just want that you know ticket in they just want that oh I can go to the cookout now because I got a black person on my arm like no that's still like partly problematic because you're only trying to get into it without like actually appreciating it from a distance. Okay, I want to ask you something. Do you think that what I said could be construed as problematic to some extent? I think that what you said, like, depending on like your reasoning, like if you went more into it, like why you like Latinx culture so much, it could be. But like, if it's just like you appreciate it from a distance and there are certain values that like a lot of, Latinx people in your experience have that you really align with, you know, that's probably fine. Um, the problem comes when you're just only doing it for their culture. Yeah, I think that, that I, I fully understand. Like I said, this is a com. This is we are we are honest on this podcast and this in this talk show. So I really right. want it because we I'm not I never said I was perfect. And Daquan never said he was uh, they were perfect either. So I think that I really want to discuss that because it's like just a, just a little bit further about that. Because I mean, like I said before, you know, I try my best to be as um, worldly and open as possible and to check myself whenever I do make certain um, mistakes like uh, mistakes or whatever. And I feel like, you know, when it comes to that idea, the way I see it is that like, it's not for me, I say that it isn't a problem to say that, or it's not a problem to be like, you know, in my experience, um, Latinx men have been the uh, guys that I've been attracted to the most or black men or white men or whatever the case may be in your experience Mm -hmm. saying that I feel that where the problem comes is when you say these are the only this is the only person I like because of x y and z and like you said before everything x y and z is nothing but stereotypical idea ideas about it you see what I'm saying and I feel like for me I don't think um I don't think that, like I said, saying that you're interested or that in your experience you have had more attraction towards because of X, Y. Like for me, like I said before, for Latinx men, for me, in my experience, I found that those are the guys that I have the track I've been attracted to because of, you know, like I said before, my um, appreciation of a Latinx culture and my appreciation for the the shared experience. Because as an African-American, a Latinx person also understands what it's like to be uh, for colorism. They understand mm-hmm. colorism. They understand um, being uh, judged by the color of your skin. They, under- they understand what it's like to have your culture being stolen. So you see what I'm saying? So these things I think are what align me towards that, just like it aligned me towards black people and other people of color. But like I said before, it's just for me, I've had a kinship mostly towards that. But like I said before, I have been attracted to Asian men. I have been attracted to white men. I've been, I've, I've been definitely attracted to some black men. baby. And you know, those things. So I feel like that's where that comes from. Do you agree or disagree with that, Daquan? 
Yeah, I would say I agree with you. I think it's like, you know, if you are more attracted to uh, certain people just because like, hey, you know, we both experience racism, we can have like greater conversations and have like greater understanding of each other because we come from similar backgrounds, even if it's not the same, then like, yeah, that's fine. If you were trying to do it because like, oh, I just want to go to like some fiestas or, you know, go to a day of celebration, like that's when it gets problematic because I think like even in just like appreciating a culture, like at the end of the day, not every person is actively involved in their culture. Like not every black person is really involved with black culture. Not every Latinx person is very involved in Latinx culture and that like, you know, that multiplies when you especially think about like immigrant communities, because a lot of times immigrant parents will try to Americanize their children so that they don't have to like feel like immigrants or something like that. Yeah, I definitely think that there was, like I said before, say boiling it down to a, um, uh, like you said, specifics of because just because for me, like I said before, it's the shared experience. Like I said, it is the appreciation of Latinx culture. But like you said before, you know, even when I said like, oh, I enjoy Spanish, like you said before, not all Latinx people speak Spanish. Right. And that is problematic when I do, literally just said in that in that um, in this conversation. So I think that, that this is this is a, this is a, a growing a growing moment for me, a moment of growth to understand my own um, my own. Um, uh, what is it called? Um, my own problematic preference because mm-hmm. there are prob- there are problematic elements to what I've what I've just said and I didn't even realize it until I just brought it up in, in this conversation with you so I think that that is definitely a, a definitely something to really kind of look at and say well why are you attracted to that right and to realize oh wait a minute that actually might be a little bit racist <laughs> yeah like it's not enough to just be like oh I have this preference like you should really be able to interrogate that preference so if somebody comes to you and be like oh, so why, why, why do you have this preference? Like, what, what is it for? Or just like how we had this conversation, just being like, oh, you know, why do you have this preference? You know, kind of going in the ins and out of like what we feel like is problematic or not. Like, you should be able to like have your, you know, mind kind of not made up because I think as human beings, we always need to be able to like grow and evolve and not like mm-hmm. not be closed-minded, but like you should be able to be able to like, talk about like why you have a preference and understanding where it's coming from too right. and realizing like you just said before even though i appreciate latinx culture i appreciate the language i appreciate the um that part of it the reality even even the reality of boiling it down to the fact that at the end of the day not all latinx people share the same uh experience either when it comes to racism because some of them are a little bit lighter in complexion and may not have had the same experience. So I realized in having this conversation with you that my preference or even even as as open as I thought I was, there was definitely some problematic elements to my own ideology. And realizing that that's how we grow as people to understand that I can't bog a Latinx person down to their language, their culture, because they're more than just that. Right. And you just have to I don't... have these conversations. Like just how we had this conversation, I never like was like, you're racist, sis. Like, <laughs> and, you know, she wasn't like, oh, you know, it's just my preference. Like, don't come for me. Or like, we literally just hashed it out right there. And that's, and I think that's the reality in the situation and realizing, like I said, even in my own mind, we take on the traits of the oppressor. Mm as that, and that is literally just in this conversation alone, we have already just seen that in action. Is that as a black person, 
I, in some, in, in a deeper part of me that I didn't even realize I was fetishizing a, a culture of people, not even realizing that and realizing how problematic that is. And the same should be done with white people watching this or listening to this. Look at why you're attracted to black men or you only date black men. It's like, no baby, that comes from fetishization. You shouldn't be focused on aspects of that person. You should be focused on who that person is. If you're gonna have a preference for anything, it should be, are they a kind person? Do they respect their family? Are they generous? That was the, that's what you should be focused on. That's what we should be focused on. And I feel like that, like I said, in this conversation, I was able to grow and see when, when they had explained it to me just now, oh my God, in this con just realizing my own problematic um, ideologies that I had to, that I'm, that I'm working through on my own, like see, having these conversations and understanding and, and understanding where this preference comes from, breaking it down, like you just said, when you said the fact of like, well, you can't just be like interested in people just because of their culture, because not everybody is raised in that culture. Not every Latinx person comes from that culture. Yeah, they might be a Latinx person, but they may not have been raised in Mexican culture, uh, Puerto Rican culture. They might not speak Spanish. And to say that I'm that I'm interested in them because of those things is in an, in an, in a um in a word racist, in a word prejudice to some extent. But that's how we grow. That's how we grow as people. So I wanted to ask you as well, um, when it comes to dating a person of another race, when, especially with white people specifically, people of color dating white people, when do we have the conversation about race or do or should we have the conversation about race? You should always have the conversation <laughs> about race. Um, I don't think I'm the best person to ask for this just because like the conversation for me at least comes up so early, but also I'm an African-American studies major. I've literally studied race and all types of things in our society for the past four years. So like, that's just naturally something I'm passionate about. So like, even in a basic conversation, I'm probably going to bring up race in some extent, whether it be like, we're talking about music or movies or like that comes up for me but I think that you know early on the conversation about race should come up you know I've had this time oh child this is a story I had this time when I was talking to somebody um who was white um and, you know we got <laughs> along really well like but we didn't talk about like race or anything like that and I went over to their house and they their parents were like the most conservative people ever, Confederate flags in the house. Like, I swear, you know, the dad was a part of the clan or something like that. <laughs> I was like, at this point, it's been fun talking to you, but I'm gonna have to depart. I'm gonna clock out real quick. I'm gonna go ahead and clock out. <laughs> I feel you on that. That's that's not the Confederate flag, they clock. <laughs> I was like, you, you could have gave me a warning. <laughs> But I fully think, honestly and truly, I think that race, having that conversation, especially if you're not, if you're with a, uh, a not a, if you're not dating a person of color, as a person of color, if you're dating a white person as a person of color, I think that race is among the first conversation you should have. I think, right? Because right. for me, I can't date a white person who doesn't understand it when I say, um you benefit from racism. You see what I'm saying? I can't date someone, I can't date, I, I can't, I need to, I, I don't want to use the term woke, but I, I can't date someone who is not aware. 
Right. Socially conscious. Socially conscious. I like that word. Um, uh, a phrase. I like that because that I feel like if you're not socially conscious, then that means that you because once again, while we shouldn't base our preferences or our um, um, attraction on race, I do feel like race is definitely a um, aspect of the relationship that needs to be discussed. Because the reality is the last thing I need to do is to run into, like you said before, a situation where, you know, because the reality is we are, as, as black people, we have to think about race. All the time. Every, every day. It's, a, it's a, when we wake up to when we go to bed, you know? And I feel like with white people, not that the white privilege is not being able to talk about or think about race. That's what white privilege is where race has literally no effect on your life whatsoever. Right. And I feel like with dating a white person, I always bring it up really fast. I'm like, so, you know, what made you attracted to me? Or why are you attracted to me? What about it? And if you start your conversation with, well, I just love black people. I just love, oh, 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 block, block, <laughs> delete, or, oh, I just, whatever. It's like, no, I need some real reasonings behind why you're with me. I need to understand where your mind is. You know, oh, I'm, I'm, I, I like, like you said, BBC girl. No, like all that. That's not because you're bogging me down to, to stereotypes that may or may not be true. You see what I'm saying? Like, that's the thing that really frustrates me about it is that people bog stuff down to that aspect. And it's kind of like, you know, when it comes to these things, when it comes to dating someone who does not share a similar experience, like a person of color, if you're dating someone who literally has never had to deal with race in their entire life, like white people, you have to have this discussion to make sure that y'all are in the same headspace and that you're going to understand, hey, baby, people are going to look at me like this when we go certain places. People are going to look at us certain ways. People are going to, if I get pulled over, like in that movie, Get Out. Like people are there. These are things that happen. Right. And even not Get Out, the movie, not, <laughs> not that specifically, but you know what I mean? Like people, when, when, like when she's a, she was a white woman and he was a black man, but he was driving the car and they pulled him over. Right. It's yeah. like, these are things you have to think about. And when I say, baby, what you did, and, and I feel like, and I, I, don't, I don't mean to cut you off, Daquan, oh, but yeah. I, I really want to say this point real quick. I think that what people seem to forget is that I, what, what I need people to know is that if I'm dating a white person, if I'm, if I'm in a relationship with a white person and something racist happens, I need them to be able to understand why what happened was racist. And I, and I, need, and I need them to understand when I check them on their racist, their racism. Because it's inevitable. Right. Yeah, I was just getting ready to say that. I think that it's so important, like, for me to date somebody who is socially conscious. Because, like, when we have things like um, all of these different racist things, when we have, like, very large displays of, like, police brutality, when we have very large displays of outright racism when there's clan rallies and all of these things that are happening in the world like that's a lot to handle that's a lot on me mentally so it's important for like somebody that I'm dating not only to understand that but also understand like hey like you know I I know what this can put you through like I I'm gonna show you care and like do all mm -hmm. of that things because at the end of the day, like the last thing I want to do in those situations is have to try to educate somebody because I'm focused on like making sure I have the care that I need to like mentally get through that time. I'm not Google. <laughs> I'm not Google. I'm not, I'm not how to not be a racist. 
Um, and I and I also want to ask you something. I want to bring this point up too. Um, there was something that a actor, the actor who played in um, uh, Black Panther, the one who played not the villain, but the one who um, the friend of uh, T'Challa, mm -hmm. he said something that I thought was really impactful. And he was like, and I'm gonna tell you this quick story. Uh, he said that, um, let's say a person gets robbed, right? They get, and they call the police, they're like, hey, police, somebody robbed my house. And they're like, oh, okay, um, come on into the station and talk about it, right? So the person goes to the station, right? They go to the station and like, okay, somebody robbed my house, what do I do? And they're like, okay, just sit in a cell for me, okay, real quick, we'll have you sit in a cell and we're gonna go and uh, figure out what's happening, what's going on, we'll get with you in just a second. And we're like, okay, you sit in the cell, this is kind of weird, you sit in the cell, but all right. Then they take you out of the, inter uh, the, um, the cell and go put you in, inter in the interrogation room. And they sit down with you and they're like, so why do you think you were robbed? And the point of his story, that story that he told was the fact that in our society, we have this ideology that we should ask the victim why the perpetrator did what they did. The same is true of black people. Why are we constantly being asked about how to solve racism when we were the ones who are a product of it, a victim of it? Right. So in that situation, bringing up that discussion, do you think that there is a double standard when it comes to dating interracial, uh, inter, inter, interracially, uh, interracially? I can't even say the word. <laughs> Yeah, I think there is. I think it's one of those things that like, I've kind of noticed that, you know, a lot of times black women get a lot, a lot more flack for dating interracially than like black men. Like there's plenty of times when you have like a black male, like um, celebrity or whatever, and they date a white person or whatever. And it's like, oh, you know, that's just who they are. But a lot of times I see when it's a black woman dating a black man, then it's like, oh, this is why black women aren't for black men or just like all of these different things that I find kind of disgusting. Because like I said before, love is love. Love is going to find you regardless of the race or anything. But I do think that there have been a lot of double standards at times when it comes to who's allowed to date interracially and who's not. Yes, I just want to make a quick uh, point real quick. The actor I was talking about was Dan, uh, Daniel uh, Kaluuya. Kaluuya, I think is how you say it. Mm -hmm. um, but yes, yeah, speaking back to your point, um, I do think that when it comes to interracial dating, there is definitely a um, more leniency for um, certain people to date outside of their race versus others. Like, I... There's definitely, you see, you see it often when it comes to, like you said before, Black men, that they're seen to give in this past. They're like, you date white women, you're fine. But the moment a, a Black woman dates a white man, it's like, Anti-Black. Anti-Black, immediately, immediately. And don't get me wrong, there are Black women who do check white, uh, Black men on it, but they're not, it's not to the same degree. Right. You know, and I think that that is, I think that's an institution of patriarchy, honestly. I think that's where it comes from because men are oftentimes given a slap on the wrist, whereas women are given the whole full throttle. And I think that in this particular situation, we shouldn't be blaming, we shouldn't be, well, I will say this, and I want to get your opinion on this. I don't think that we should attack people for dating interracially, but I will say that there is this 
really toxic idea that we see within black celebrities, specifically black male celebrities, whether they be rappers, actors or whatever. But it almost seems as if dating a white woman is the cornerstone of making it. Mm. And I wanted to ask your opinion on that. If you, if you notice the same thing, it's, it seems as if when we, we, we see these black men succeed, either they're dating a really, 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 really light-skinned woman or, or a, a ethically, uh, what is it called? A, a culturally ambiguous woman mm-hmm. or a white woman. Mm. Yeah, I feel you on that. I think it's one of those things that like, in general, we shouldn't blame people for falling in love with who they fall in love with. But I also don't think it's like out of possibility to have some critiques just because like I think in a case of a lot of rappers or, you know, celebrities that we should critique, there's a lot of evidence of them being colorist or, you know, calling black women roaches or ghetto or all of these different things. And I think that like, you know, if you date a white woman, fine. But you dating a white woman while also putting down black women as being inferior, that's problematic. Yes. And I just, I, I really want to touch back on that. Like, it really is like, and I've seen people discuss this often, but it seems as if it's kind of like black men and not, not all of them. Of course, like I said, there's definitely probably just people who just date and this happens to be white. Right. But there is this kind of commonality where it's like, you know, there's this colorist um, dialogue. And this racist dialogue being perpetuated by Black men who are like, I did date Black women, but now I exclusively date white women. Or like I said before, white women seem to be almost the hallmark of Black success Mm -hmm. because it's almost kind of an affront to slavery, an affront to um, the idea that a Black man can't get a a white woman and to get a white woman is to succeed, kind of quote unquote. And I think that's oftentimes seen even in the gay community where I have seen Black men say, I will, uh, I can't, uh, I can't date a Black man. I'm like, oh, you are. Like, <laughs> like that's what I'm, I was like, I'm, I'm confusion. Like people have said, and I've seen, and I've had, I've had to have full arguments with gay men. I'm like, you are literally saying that you would not date a Black man, but you would date a white man, no question. Right. It's all, and like, like it's almost if they're like this, commodity like oh i can date a white man why would i date a black black no why would i, I just i could date a white man so it just it seems to be this commodification or this kind of this idea that whiteness is a, is a form like it's almost like black men uh specific and uh certain black men date white men or white women as a way of saying um as if their superiority or the white supremacy or the white whatever will rub off yeah, like they'll 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 get a little you know scribblings of privilege by dating somebody, but like it doesn't work like that. And I think, <laughs> at, the end, I think at the end of the day, like you don't need to defend you dating a white person by putting down other people. And speaking back to the fact of how our society has almost had a shift towards blackness, um. I've seen many, 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 many TikToks and Instagram posts and YouTube videos about uh, white men going, 
oh, I date black women or black girls. Ha ha, yes, I love black girls. I love a black. And I'm like, go girl, give us nothing. Like, you know what I mean? Like, give us the minimum. Like, you're literally saying, oh, I date black girls. Ha ha. And it's kind of like, why should we, we supposed to lift you up because of that? Yeah, like, honestly, I think that's less than the minimum. Like, <laughs> to be honest, every time I've seen one of those, like, TikToks, I'm like, ooh, this doesn't look cute. Like, this looks like fetishization. Like, it does, because, like, at the end of the day, like, why are you, like, there's nothing wrong with you loving a Black person, but, like, what do you expect to get out of it? You expect to, like, get TikTok followers just because you like to, like, that's exploiting black women for clout. Like <laughs> Daquan, when I see this stuff and like the likes and the in the comments, like, oh yes, 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 yes. And it's like, first of all, we don't know who the fuck this man is. Number one, we don't know what kind of man he is, how he treats his black women or whatever the case may be. And it's like it's and it's always like, well, I love chocolate and the blah 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 blah. And once again, stereotyping. Once again specifically talking about physical attributes of the black women of the black woman that they're dating versus just the them being happening to like i want to date someone that i love who happens to be whatever race they are their race should not have anything to do with why they are my i'm in a relationship with them right from this conversation, that is what I have learned, is that race should not be a factor in why you're dating someone. And the fact that white men are commodifying dating black women and getting clout and followers and money just for doing the literal, like literally nothing, doing literally nothing but saying the words, it wouldn't even know if they actually are dating black people. That's the- Listen, the worst is when they're like, oh, I love black women but they're silent for Black Lives Matter. Oh! What happened to your love for Blackness? I'm sorry, what was that? I, d- I didn't hear you. you I didn't hear anything. Women, but like, you can't say BLM? And that's the thing. I think that that goes back to the reality that in the media, interracial relationships are put to the forefront as not just something that is like, still quote unquote taboo, but also something that is, like I said, almost performance. Like it's, it's a theatrical, it's, it's, it's something that draws people in like <gasps> two different worlds, like whatever. So I wanna ask you, Daquan, do you think that how interrelated, interracial relationships are portrayed in the media affects us and how we view yeah. those white men and women who um, say I date black women, I date whatever? 100% like I remember I forgot what it was but it was like a I think Cheerios commercial that had an interracial family and like they got so much hate for it they got literally so much hate for simply having an interracial family on a Cheerios commercial and it's one of those things that like just like seeing people's visceral responses to something as simple as an interracial couple it's kind of disgusting but also I think that there's a lot of times when people kind of utilize the whole interracial couple thing to like I don't know have like this kind of Romeo and Juliet moment where it's like 
oh, I, our families don't want to see us together, but our love is so unrequited. And it's like, yeah, sure, like that happens sometimes. But also like, like we said, with so many different things regarding Hollywood and media, like let's start subverting some narratives. Let's just have people in love being in love. And I mean, and I want to comment like it's, I'm not saying that I don't want to see interracial relationships. That's not what I'm right. saying. But even in these interracial relationships, have you noticed that it's oftentimes still people who are not very obviously black? They just are kind of, once again, that cultural ambiguity kind of thing, mm -hmm. where it's like they're that really, really sandy black color. Right. A brown color like it's almost like they're saying like it's interracial because he's black but they're also very very light-skinned you often you don't really often see very dark-skinned people in interracial relationships that are put to the forefront in the media so i want to ask you daquan do you think that interracial relationships or women or um uh white women who date in interracial have interracial couples or the case may be do you think that they should be celebrated for that no, it's not like, <laughs> like, you know, I appreciate love. Love is love. I, it's great. Like, let's celebrate love in general. But like celebrating love just because you're loving somebody that's not your race, like, is one of those things that like, you don't get a cookie for not being racist. <laughs> like, that's not how it works. I fully agree. I think that what I really frustrates me, there was a, uh, a couple, a couple, about a week or two ago, I was at um, my job and there was this woman who was this white woman who was talking about a, um, a man who had came to her and said like, oh, I think you're being racist, whatever the case to be. And she was like, well, you don't know my life. I have a, I have a, a, a Mexican uh, husband and I have an interracial family. I can't possibly be racist. So you just need to get the fuck out of my, and I was like the whole time, cause she was supervised. So I was about to pop off, but I was like, nah, I don't want to get fired. But I was like, the reality is when I heard her say that, I was like, baby, you having an interracial relationship does not absolve you from prejudice. Not at all. Like, <laughs> You having a Mexican boyfriend or Latinx boyfriend or having a black man or a black woman does not make you not racist. That, that's not how that works. That's not how racism, institutionalized racism works. That's not how it works. And I've seen it so often where even uh, people who, uh, like that white guy, I don't know who he was a long time ago. I think it was a governor or something. But he said, um, I'm, a, I was, I'm sorry I'm late. I was on black people time. And he thought he could make that joke because his, yeah, I know, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he said I was on black people time and it was because he had a black a black wife and interracial children it's kind of like baby that does not mean that what you said was not racist as fuck right you having a black woman does not that doesn't so I think there's this kind of conversation where people think that like I said before in that situation when I was just talking about earlier about having a preference towards Latinx men or whatever the case may be, that was in a way, that was fetishizing Latinx men for a culture that they may or may not be a part of. And that, that is in a way racist. And the reality is, if I were to date a Latinx person, or if I, I was in a relationship currently with a Latinx person, I can't be like, oh, that wasn't racist what I said because I'm dating my man is blank or blank or blank. It's like, no, what I said could still be prejudiced or stereotypical to some extent. It, and it does not absolve me from it because I have a man who is of that of that um of that cultural persuasion. You see what I'm saying? It doesn't yeah. absolve me from that. What about you? Do you think that too? 
Yeah, I agree. Like, dating somebody <laughs> who's Black does not absolve you of your racism in any sort of way. Because at the end of the day, like, you can still have so many different problematic views or, you know, yes. internalized racist views. You just don't necessarily express them every day or you don't, ne- like, you got to do a lot more unpacking. Like, if you think, oh, I have, like, it's the same conversation with, like, I have a Black friend. Like, yes. just because you have a Black friend does not mean you understand the entire Black experience. That does not give you a card into Black culture, AAVE, any of that stuff. That does not give you a card where it's like, I'm not racist. Like, no, like, if you want to say you're not racist, then you need to be doing actively anti-racist things every day. You need to be donating money. You need to be, you know, being an activist, going to places, you know, actually making change like that's how you can say I'm not racist absolutely and, and I think that in the situation I think what people seem to forget in life is that we are constantly growing we are constant even as a black people we are constantly trying to take those uh take away that uh, the, the traits of the oppressor that are instincts that are uh what is it called uh bogged into us put into us from children you right. know and I think that in this situation especially specifically in this episode um, where I spoke about that, and like I said, having a preference or whatever the case may be, realizing how what I said was racist and what I said was prejudiced to some extent because I was putting a um, I was putting an entire race on a certain kind of situation, which is not the case. And I think that if I had a Latinx boyfriend, they would check me and say, hey, bitch, what you said was fucking stupid and racist. And don't say that shit again because that's wrong. And I can't be like, well, I'm dating you. <laughs> like, Right. What I'm dating you, so I can't possibly be that. And I think that that's why you should have a diverse friend group and a diverse uh, preference, or uh, not pre- uh, preference, uh, a diverse uh, dating um, pool, because the reality is my best friend, my big brother, um, is Laotian, Asian American. And I have said things before that have been um, uh, races against Asian people to some extent. That I, that I didn't know may have been racist because we take on the traits of the impressor. We take on things that we don't even know. Oh, wait a minute. That actually, what I just said could actually be construed as racist. And he's right. like, hey, bitch, that's, don't, that's stupid as fuck. Don't do that shit. That's, uh, that's, that's racist because of X, Y, and Z. And I was like, oh shit, you're right. That's racist as fuck. I wasn't like, oh, <clears throat> I am black. How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? Yeah, like, or like I said before, Having people who are trans, having people who are other of other persuasions, like understanding having having that diversity in your friend group helps you grow as a person. I'm not sitting there saying I was saying some you know anti-Asian things, but the reality is the things that I had said were microaggressions that I didn't know I said. And he was like, bitch, what the fuck is that? And he said things that have been microaggressions towards black people that I've had to check him on too. And we, ch- we, we check each other, we, we help each other grow and become better people. That is what an interracial relationship does. It helps you go into become a better person. It exposes you to another culture, but it does not absolve you from the problematic things that you have had ingrained in you. As a black person, yes, I do understand how it feels to be ostracized, how it feels to be marginalized. I understand that, but I do not understand how, that, how it feels to be marginalized as a Latinx person, as an Asian American person, as a Indian American person. So that means that because I'm not in those groups and because I watch television that 
teaches us white supremacy, that bogs on us on white supremacy. And all these things are so influential in our lives that there are certain microaggressions that we take on that we don't even realize we are perpetuating. And to have friends like that, to have people around our lives that are gonna check us on those things, that is how we grow. That is how we become an anti-racist in this world. Amen, that's a word right there. <laughs> like all I have to say is an exception does not make a rule. Like, just because you have an exception for this one person, this one person you're not racist to, doesn't mean you're not racist to other people. Baby, and that's on what? Period. <laughs> so I think we reached the end of our conversation for today. Um, as always, guys, we are getting into our next segment, which is my favorite. So... So many little girls and boys grow up never really knowing the full scope of their culture has contributed to society and history. So it's time for that to change. So let's take a pause, rewind, and remind the world just how <laughs> we did that. So this particular um, uh, post comes from the uh, Little Known Black History Facts article by PBS, and it's about interracial marriage in the United States that was banned in um, 1664 and that overturned to 1967. Now, during the um, 17th and early 18th century, the growing number of interracial marriages uh, between Blacks and whites led to the passage of this new law. The first anti-misintegration law enacted was in the colony of Maryland in 1664 and additional colonies quickly followed suit. Now these marriages were prohibited and penalties included the enslavement, exile or imprisonment, or imprisonment of the white perpetrators. Now these laws grew and evolved over years and attempts were even made to modify the constitution to ban interracial marriage in all states. Now, it would take 300 years for this law to be overturned. Now in 1967, Richard Loving, a white man, and Mildred Jetter, a black woman, were married in the District of Columbia. Now when they returned home to Virginia, they were arrested and convicted of violating the state's anti-misintegration law. They were, um, they each faced a year in jail time and their case went to the Supreme Court. Now the Supreme Court found in favor of the Lovings in the famous trial Loving v. Virginia. Now they ruled that prohibiting interracial marriage on state and local levels was unconstitutional. This meant that marriages between races were legal in the country for the first time in 1664, since 1664, excuse me. So in 2000, Alabama became the last state, in 2000, just 20 years ago, y'all, became the last state to officially legalize interracial marriage by removing the un unenforceable ban that is still contained in their state constitution. Bitcoin, that was 20 years ago. I'm not surprised. Listen, Alabama is probably all against miscegenation. <laughs> Yeah, they're they're late to a lot of things, but you know, for my we did that. Um, mine's comes from blackpast.org, a great website if you're ever trying to look up black history or just like want to know some more about some black people in the past. So today I will be talking about June Bacon Bercy, um, who is best known for being the first on-air African American female meteorologist. Bacon Bercy was also instrumental in making the atmospheric sciences more accessible to minorities and women. Born June Esther Griffin on October 3rd, 1928, 
Bacon Bercy was raised in Wichita, Kansas by her aunt and uncle. Her advanced education began with an emphasis in math at Fringe University in Wichita, but soon her lifelong passion for science led her to transfer to the University of California, Los Angeles. In 1954, she became UCLA's first African-American woman to graduate with a bachelor's degree in meteorology. Throughout her career, Bacon Bercy continually used her outspoken drive to push the field towards accessibility for minorities and women. In 1975, Bacon Bercy co-founded the American Meteorological Society's Board on Women and Minorities. Through the board, she started a science fair program in 1976 to encourage students of color and white girls in elementary and high school to pursue careers in science. Then in 1977, Bacon Bercy used a portion of the $68,000 prize she won on a game show. Um, and she used the uh, $128,000 question to create a scholarship with the American Geophysical Union to support women studying atmospheric sciences. But she additionally aided Jackson State University, a historically black university, in establishing their meteorology lab. Continuing her passion for encouraging young students, Bacon Bercy, after leaving government work in 1987, went to a, earn a teaching credential and dedicated the remainder of her career to teaching elementary and high school math and science classes. Great, that is amazing. I think that these, we did that honestly and truly, like they be shaking me because I'm like, girl, what? What we did, we, we did, did it. <laughs> I'll be so, I'll, I'll be so shook, and it's like just realizing just how much we don't know is the reason why we created this segment on the show. Is because there's so much about Black history that is lost in the sauce. So it's nice to give them give voices back to the marginalized, honey. <laughs> hmm. So, um, thank you guys so much for joining us this week. This was a very enlightening conversation. I really enjoyed this. Um, as always, please keep the conversation going down in the comment box below. We do respond and we do read those comments. We love to see your experiences. How do you feel about this particular topic that we talked about and what are your experience with it? Um, remember that this is also a podcast. Please rate and review our podcast on Apple, um, um, iTunes. Uh, definitely listen to it on Spotify. If you can't watch it, girl, we don't mind. We don't mind. You can listen to it too. It's right, fine. In the car. You can listen to the car on your way home, girl. It's fine. Um, so don't forget to follow me at Quavy Andre, at Andre Talkslot, and also following Daquan at Daquan950 on Instagram. Um, like I said, guys, we will see you all next week. Thank you so much for joining this conversation, bitch. <laughs> we will see y'all next time. Bye. Bye.